Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. So the rising sign is your soul. That's why it's mm-hmm. called rising. It's also called the ascendant. Mm-hmm. It's what you're rising into. And it's distinct from your ego, which is the sun sign. And that's just your you know, cute little personality. That's your knee jerk response. But you really want to aim at your rising sign. And then the moon is your emotional body. It's what happens at night. It's the internal world. It's the invisible world that occurs behind the curtain. So the emotional body is the moon. The personality is the sun sign. It's your ego. It's up during the day. But the rising sign is what you really want to aim at. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing and serving millions of people in person, on TV and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Welcome back, friends. So today I have the lovely Deborah Silverman as my guest on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Deborah is an astrologer and psychologist, and she has the view that there's no one size fits all approach. Deborah's developed this unique psychological and spiritual model, and she really combines her expertise in the esoteric astrology with her extensive education in psychology to really help people who are going through major life changes and especially going through crisis. And she custom designs her therapeutic approach to each individual using astrology and psychology as a major healing combination. So she really has that rare combination of charisma and wisdom of divine inspiration and light. And she is so knowledgeable when it comes to astrology. And what I asked her to do in this podcast was to really give us a little beginner's guide to astrology. So most of you will know your sun sign and Deborah really goes through each of the 12 sun signs and talks a little bit about your personality and what that says about you. But what we also delve into is the importance of knowing your moon sign and your rising sign as well. Your moon sign it's really who you were are sort of at night time, you know, when the doors are closed and your rising sign really is your soul. So that's what we want to know. That's what we should really listen to because our sun sign is our ego. It's who we are, our personality. But it's so interesting to know a little bit deeper than that. So I'm a Pisces, but I do have an Aquarius moon and an Aquarius rising. So that says a lot more about me than just knowing that I'm a Pisces. And Deborah, at the beginning of the podcast, so beautifully reads my chart and tells me a little bit about what that means. Deborah also talks about her view of the last 18 months. And she talks a little bit about her wellness routines as well and how we can all navigate through the world of astrology and wellness. So before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to remind you about my Fusion by Danielle Collins Pro Lift Moisturising Serum. So it is the 
perfect combination to your face yoga practice. It glides on like a beautiful oil, but it's non-greasy. You can wear it under your makeup. You can wear it at night. You can wear it instead of your regular skin creams. And it has molecules which are deep enough to get into that middle layer of skin. So that's where we want the real good stuff, where the collagen and where the elastin lie. And we also want something that we can do our face yoga with, we can massage in and it really doesn't sink into the skin really, really quickly or leave a really oily, thick residue afterwards or we feel we have to sort of wipe it off like many oils do. So it's beautiful. It really helps with new generation of skin cells. So it has high concentration of rosehip oil, carrot oil, green tea extra, evening primrose oil and it smells absolutely gorgeous too. And it's fully accredited by the Soil Association as organic as well. So it's gone through the most vigorous checks that any organic process or product can go through. So you know you're getting the absolute best. So you can go to faceyogaexpert.com and you can get your serum on there. So let's get into this week's episode with Deborah Silverman. Deborah, a warm welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing so well and I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. And one of the things I've been looking forward to the most is hearing a little bit about my chart, because I know that you have been going through my astrology chart. So maybe we just start there. Is there anything you would like to share about what you found? (laughs) So to start with, personality types come in a million variations, as you can only imagine, seven, eight point billion people. And each variation is dependent on the level of consciousness. You happen to be, I don't know if you knew this, you're a double Aquarius. Did you know that? I did. Yeah. So that puts you in a very special category of someone who doesn't often fit in. You have six planets in air, which describes air is there's four elements we're going to learn about today. So one is water, which is partially what you are as a Pisces, the dreamer, the emotional one, the sensitive one, the one that feels things and can't explain why they're emotional or why they're sensing things that aren't logical, but they have this incredible access to I guess you could call it intuition or feelings, instinct. And that's the primary influence based on your personality. That would be Cancer, Pisces, and Scorpio. And then the second category is air. And these are Gemini, Libra, Aquarians, but you have a lot of this. This is the communicator and the networker and totally social and really interested in people and logic and reading and studying and science and books and documentaries. So the first category, water, is way quieter. They're like feelings don't require words. The second category, air, is they can't stop talking. And you have so much air in your chart. The communicator, the thinker, the talker, the networker, and of course, the podcast host that that loves interviewing people, loves asking a million questions. The third category is earth. These are the practical Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn, super grounded, good at numbers, love to clean, love to do their taxes and take care of all their insurance. And you don't have any earth in your chart. So this one might be a little difficult for you. Is that true? Absolutely. I completely agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. So all the practical things in life that require details and schedules and lines and graphs and timelines, and you're like, oh, can't we just be spontaneous? No, you got to stick to the 
physical earthbound structures. And these people are really good at being predictable and grounded. And the last category is fire, which you do have quite a bit of. This is the enthusiast. This is like the super fun, loud, ego-centered at worst, at best, inspirational who want to get you physical and athletic and jump up and down and get excited over nothing. And they're loud and they have no off button because fire only runs hot or hot and there's no lukewarm for fire. So this is the enthusiast of the chart. So in the four categories, water is the one that is more internal introverted, the intuitive, the psychic, the mother, the animal person that doesn't have to speak. Air is the ultimate writer, networker, communicator, which you have a lot of. Earth is the practical one that loves to get shit done, like make that list and check it off and it feels so good. And fire is the one who's a little bit wild and wants to go have fun. So of the four, the goal of the game is to have all four balanced, like comfortably with all four, but most people have a predominant element. And what would you say was yours? I would say my predominant element is probably air. Exactly. With quite a bit of quite a bit of water in there as well, for sure. Um, and like you say, very little of the earth and a little bit of fire in there too, for sure, but definitely not predominant. So I would say air, exactly. air feels to me predominant. <laughs> it's so interesting how everyone really knows themselves, but we don't yeah. often have a language for it. It's like we don't know how to talk about this until you study it. And that's why I teach astrology. I love that. And what I'm so interested in about what you said, which I think so many people will be thinking as well, is can we balance those four elements? So, of course, you know, giving the example of me there, I have lots of air, I have lots of water and maybe very little earth and and, and very little fire as well. Now, the ideal situation, of course, like you said, would be to have all of those in harmony together. Is that possible or is that going against our nature to try and say, okay, so I need more of the earth or I need more of the fire in me? Well, that's why the book that I wrote is called The Missing Element. So you identify on page 46 in the book, there's a really short test. You figure out what your missing element is, which is not always related to your chart, but it typically is. And then you read that part of the chapter of the book where you're like, oh, I was missing earth. So I guess I need to go learn how to cook and clean and make things. And yes, of course you can grow the missing element. There's no question that that's the goal of the game is to figure out how to evolve you know, we get stuck in comfort. That's what happens. And comfort does not create growth. And the whole point of this exercise down here is to grow. So you don't want to get to the point where you're not stretching. It's like yoga. You have to stretch the muscles to keep them in their mobility. Otherwise we get stuck. So yes, you can balance. That's the goal. That's my whole function of my, of my life's work is to get people to balance. Amazing. And how do you recommend that people do that, particularly if they feel massively disconnected from that missing element, like you say? Well, you literally read the book. Like, let's say you're missing Earth and it says you like for me, it took me time. I was missing Earth, too. Mm -hmm. It took me time to say, you know what? I like numbers. I didn't really like numbers. (laughs) I'm learning how to I'm learning how to clean. I don't really like to clean, but I've gotten so prior. I've prioritized in my life with such conviction balance that now I'm actually quite I'm actually good at it yeah that makes sense and I think that's what it is stepping into it stepping into and choosing it 
exactly yeah that and I think also I I imagine also honoring what we are by nature as well so if we are lots and lots of air and lots and lots of water to really look at that almost as our superpower is that is that almost what you would say as well you know really step into that as much as possible whilst remembering to balance those other areas yes exactly so you use the one that is your strength for sure And then you aim at the one that you don't have and you cultivate it. And you can't believe how people's lives change. Like the person who didn't know how to cry and then they practice. And it sounds funny, but some (laughs) people can't get to the tears. They can't find it. Yeah, that, that's, that's super, sad. super interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, it is sad. And we we can be massively disconnected from parts of ourselves. But that's why I love that you've written your book, because it just really allows people to, to step into those areas that they do find hard. And let's face it, you know, that's where our growth comes, where we, we step into that discomfort um, and we start to challenge ourselves a little bit. Um, and isn't that the whole point? The whole point yeah. of being alive is, it is like motion and movement is the one constant. Change is the constant. But if you're not in conscious decisions, then life will come and steal from you. It will push you around. It will be like a bossy boots. So when you become balanced, you get to say, hey, 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 I know I'm really good at fire, but I don't want to do that right now. And suddenly free will comes into the picture. Yeah. That makes so much sense. And I know lots of my listeners will already be into astrology and many, many of them, of course, are into wellness, yoga, face yoga, spirituality. But what I would love to do on this podcast, and I know you're the perfect person to guide us through this, is just a little bit of a beginner's guide to astrology, really. So if someone is thinking, okay, so perhaps I know I'm a Leo and I've heard that a few times just because I know where my birthday is, but that's about where it ends. What would be your advice to really sort of get started in the world of astrology and perhaps even maybe you'd like to guide us through a little bit about the the sun signs maybe if you want to guide us through each of the 12 sun signs um i'll I'll let you choose how you want to explain it to us but i'd love to hear hear the sort of a beginner's guide from you really so it starts always with Aries because it's springtime and it's the season when life begins to sprout. I don't know if that's true in England. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm, so yeah. springtime is, so Aries is the first sign. It's the energetics of fire. It begins with a burst of energy that brings us into life. And it says, hi, I'm here and I'm all excited and I'm all enthusiastic. And that's the fire energy of all three signs, but particularly Aries, they get so excited over nothing. And they have a temper because they don't know how to control all that intensity. Then we go to the second sign, Taurus. Now we're in earth. They're like, you know what? Calm down, Mr. Aries. Like, just be patient. Why don't you learn how to simply be with what is, eat, do your cleaning, take care of your money and ground. So they can be, to them, they feel boring at Taurus, but to us, that's the stability as compared to the Aries that just like popped, you know, with all their enthusiasm. Then the third sign is Gemini. Now we're talking about the thinker, the talker, the kid, the joy factor, the educator. They can't stop talking. It's the part in all of us that just loves people. So if Taurus was like stable, calm down, everyone, Gemini is like, woo, there's someone to play with. And Aries is like, I'm going outside because I'm fire, but air Gemini is the impulse to educate, learn, study, write, ask a million questions, but most of all, be super innocent. 
in their genuine curiosity. And then comes cancer. The first set of, this is now fire was Aries. Taurus was earth. That really grounded one. Air was Gemini. And then comes cancer, the fourth sign. And this is the person that just wants nothing more than to stay home. Like, do we have to have all those people over? Can we just cuddle and be with our family? Do you have to have people coming and going? I just want to close my bedroom door. So it's the internal water. We talked about water before emotional, nonverbal, internal, and that's the water sign. So that's one, two, three, four, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer. Then comes Leo, back to fire. Woohoo! Now we're having children. We're out of the bedroom <laughs> and we're inviting everyone over. It's like, come to my house. I want to celebrate you. And I want you to see how beautiful my family is. We're going to all dress up and we're going to have a party. And it's the entertainer and the fun factor. And really it's all about how do we make this life colorful and joyful and have so much enthusiasm because of course it's a fire sign. So they've got extra chi and they just can't wait for the day to start. And that takes us then to six is Virgo earth. We're back to earth now. Like calm down again, said earth. We need to make a list. Leo, you're getting sloppy. You're a little wild. We need to make a system here. We need to make sure everything's clean and orderly and we're going to make everything organized. So this is the practical side of all of us that wants to keep the checklist and likes to make the checklist. And that is earthy, practical, cleaning, organizing, and systems. Then comes air going, hold on a minute. That was way too boring. I need to have some fun. So Libra's like people, people asking questions, air, thinking, talking, relationships, romance, buying love notes, going, getting cards for people and being in the, buying flowers and jewelry. That's Libra. Where's the beauty of this life? Forget about that Virgo that was trying to clean us all. We need to make a little mess here and have some fun. And then the last set, is Scorpio. So if it goes from Cancer was the first set, then we went to Leo, Virgo, Libra, and Scorpio. And Scorpio is the non-verbal, we're back to water now, quiet, internal, very deep, very profound, controlling, powerful. The last thing they want is all these dippy relationships. Now they're like serious. Like we're going to bond with people. We're going to be a psychologist. We're going to work with your taxes and your money and take control over your life. None of the scattered energy. That's the second set. And then we go to Sag number nine. Oh my God. Now we're into the philosophical. What is this life about again? Like, why am I here? What's the purpose of this? If Scorpio took us deep into the deep emotional, psychological Sag is like, we're going to get philosophical and ask the big questions like what is the purpose of life and shouldn't we travel so we can see different cultures and understand what we don't understand and ask a lot of educational questions and go to school and study other cultures and then earth capricorn comes in and goes okay that's just ridiculous we need a job we need some money we need practicality and by the way i'll be the president of this company and i've got a better list than virgo had i've got the money list i'm going to get us organized and i'm going to be the president and we're going to run a company and we're going to take care of everyone. And then in comes Aquarius air going, oh my God, is that boring? Let's break all the rules. This is where you come in. Let's think <laughs> independently. Let's not follow. Are you kidding? Why would we follow all these people? We need to think for ourselves and create a future that does not limit what came before. Because boy, was that boring. And then the last sign water is Pisces going, you know what? You're scaring me. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but this is getting a little vague. And by the way, I need to act normal. So Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. They're very spiritual, but they're a little self-conscious because they know that this illusion that we live in is pretense and they can't distinguish between what's real and what's not real. And so they try extra hard to act normal. 
but don't get confused. All the Pisces, the last sign of the Zodiac is just trying to figure out how to pull this game life off and get home soon. <laughs> they have like a secret <laughs> spiritual appetite to wanting to understand this reality from a quieter place, meditation, music, yoga. It's really internal. I love and there that. you have the 12 signs by Deborah Silverman. Oh my gosh, that was the best description of the 12 signs I've ever had. Because what I love about that was how you just brought it together like a beautiful story, one going into the next. And that is um, how it goes, yes. And that is how it goes. And I just love that. And what I found really interesting over the last maybe year or two, I can't remember when I found out that my moon sign and my rising sign were Aquarius because of course I've always identified as a Pisces because that's my sun sign I'm I'm a Pisces now lots and lots of Pisces I resonate with of course you know I'm sensitive I'm intuitive I'm emotional I'm very watery in lots and lots of ways but there are also parts of it which I felt just didn't resonate with me because I am someone that likes to communicate and likes to get out there and likes to think outside the box and likes to look at things in a bit of a different way. And it really sometimes, as I always read Pisces, star signs, horoscopes, astrology books, just was thinking, hmm, yeah, I am a Pisces, I get that, but there's something else. And that's where then the moon and rising, both obviously double Aquarius, come in for me. So is that something you would advise people to really look into? Because even as you told that beautiful story, I was thinking of family members and friends that I know who have these sun signs. And sometimes it sounded like them. And other times I thought, that doesn't quite sound like them. And is that because perhaps their moon and rising might tell me more about yes. them than perhaps their yes. sun? Yeah. Yeah. So the rising sign is your soul. That's why it's mm. called rising. It's also called the ascendant. Mm -hmm. It's what you're rising into. And it's distinct from your ego, which is the sun sign. And that's just your, you know, cute little personality. That's your knee jerk response. But you really want to aim at your rising sign. And then the moon is your emotional body. It's what happens at night. It's the internal world. It's the invisible world that occurs behind the curtain. So the emotional body is the moon. The personality is the sun sign. It's your ego. It's up during the day. But the rising sign is what you really want to aim at. And of course, being Aquarius rising, it means that you really are not a Pisces. You're much more detached and futuristic. And you really don't want to follow, even though Pisces tries so hard to be quote unquote normal. <laughs> Yeah, that's super, super interesting. And how can people find out their, their moon and rising sign? I mean, of course, I, I sort of went online and I did a, an online chart. Is that what you recommend? Or do you have a tool to help people with that? Well, there, you can, you, all you got to do is write to Silverman Support at Gmail mm -hmm. and we will fix you up. I have certified about 15 astrologers who are really well trained. And you can come to my website and I will do the matchmaking game where I'll look at your chart. And I'll coordinate you with one of our certified astrologers that matches your chart. So that's one way, because you don't want to do it yourself. I mean, you can look at it, mm -hmm. but the interpretation is where the dance, it's where the art is. The artist is, how do I take this chart and speak English to you and translate its meaning? And it's not just by getting the chart done. You need to have someone interpret it. I love that. 
And I'm so intrigued, just sort of moving in a slightly different direction now. I'm so intrigued about your journey into astrology. Is it something which you've always be interested in or is it something which you sort of came to a little bit later in life I do know that you've been doing it a very long time um, but I'd love to know when that sort of moment started for you oh my god I was upset you know I think there's a lot of people listening who remember this lost art of astrology it's a science it was put in your unconscious somehow or other because it's lasted for four thousand years but you didn't really know where to go study it especially in england in england they've got a huge amount of technical astrologers but i am a psychotherapist and i work with a psychological angle so i'm not just doing old-fashioned astrology like you're going to meet a tall dark handsome man on may 12th you know 2024 like no you're going to find parts of yourself to be discovered and that's what my school all about. I, te- I literally take people through a six-week course. It's in January is the next one. And people learn about their character to such an extent that their life change, like they lose weight and they get married and they fall in love and they fall out of love. It's like, it's just, like my favorite thing is watching the schools affect on people. Love that. Amazing. It, it's so much fun. I love that. And were you into this as a child? Was it something which you felt quite connected with? Yeah, it's so funny. (laughs) I I found it like, it's such a funny story. When I was like 10 years old in the Detroit News, there was an article in the cartoon section where you could send away for your own chart. And I did. But when the chart got there, it was the wrong birthday because I was so little. What did I know? And I put the wrong information in. But Yes, it called my name at a very young age and it never left me. And it's been, <laughs> I hate to say how many years, it's been over 40, 40 years, but it's, um, I just have never stopped being fascinated. Yeah, that's amazing. And now, of course, you do your teacher training and you train other people to do that, which is just such a gorgeous gift to give people and of everything you do. And I know you do so many things within your, your role, within, within your business, within your, your life's work. What's your favorite part? What's the thing that, that really lights you up? I think there's a course that I teach called tell me a story. It's called TMAS, T-M-A-S dot C-O. And I do it once a month with 10 people in the room and they tell their story. I love stories. I'm like a little kid. I, I think I never really grew up. And I listen to people tell their stories. And then what the class does, which is so profound, is it actually alters the story you've told into present time so you don't get stuck in time. And people's lives change in this short two-week class. And that's my most... Like I love the school because it's a six week class and they have a skill at the end of that where you can actually become an astrologer. But tell me a story is like a kickstart to change your internal dialogue. And I tell you, the last one, this woman, after eight years of being in love with this man she lives with, she finished the last class of tell me a story. And she said, I just want to all tell you that I've decided to get married. We talked about it last night because I was telling myself a story that wasn't even true. You, you catch stories that you got caught in and tell me a story. And I watch people change and it's so cool. Oh, that's amazing. And yeah, those narratives, those stories that we tell ourselves, they can be so limiting, but that acknowledgement of those stories and giving ourselves, I guess, the freedom capacity to create new stories and more helpful stories is, is wonderful. I love that. That's so much. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love that. And what have you really noticed over the last, well, I guess 18 months, really? Of course, you know, the very obvious is we've all been through this, this pandemic. But I know that I felt very deeply, and this is probably the Pisces in me, but I felt very, very deeply a huge shift in collective consciousness, a huge shift in in everything, really, our, our planet, um, what's going on internally, externally. What's been your take on, on everything? And I know that's a huge question, but I'd love to just hear from you a little bit about how you felt about the last 18 months or so. Well, I think the short answer is we're in the Aquarian age. We've just turned a corner. We're letting go of society as we knew it. I've been in deep, deep research about climate crisis. And there's no question, it's not the 18 months, it's just it's showing up, but it's been here so long. Like, God, it's unbelievable the degree to which the planet is changing and we pretend it's business as usual. It kind of flips me out. And if I start talking about climate crisis, it's like, uh-oh, I'm just going to be Debbie Downer. So I'd be careful. But that's not just the 18 months of what's occurring in the planet from the from the virus. It's what's occurring from our consumption. And if we don't wake up inside the stream, we're, we're definitely on a very fast trajectory towards change. The question is, will we choose the change that will serve us as a collective and our children? Or will we just pretend that it's a virus? It's The virus is a symptom of the amount of people on this planet that cannot continue to survive with the amount that we're, how close we are and what we're consuming and how incense it's, it's so crazy. <laughs> it is. It is really crazy. It's so, so crazy. And how can astrology help us navigate through that? Because of course, you know, when we step into understanding more about our, definitely our sun and moon sign, but like you say, our rising sign, which really is our, our soul, I guess there are, maybe the different rising signs, but maybe the different elements will will navigate this change a little bit differently. I imagine someone that's a fire person can help the planet, can help themselves, can help the collective in a very different way to someone who, for example, is a water person. Would you say that's correct? A hundred percent. That's what the book is about. So when you read The Missing Element, it specifically addresses this topic of like the first chapter is crisis. And mm -hmm. I knew then when I wrote the book that we were walking straight into this crisis. So what do you, how do you respond? Well, if you're a double Aquarius, like you are, you're going to want to educate us and ask a million questions like you're doing. Yep. <laughs> if, you, if you're an earth person, you're going to want to figure out how you can change the gardening and get some plants, you know, and trees and take care of how to get rid of plastic. If you're a water person, you might want to learn how to meditate and be able to bring peace because your nervous system's all. And if you're fire, you could become an activist. So there's there's definitely ways to use your personality to serve this cause we have. Definitely. I love that. And it's stepping into that. And interestingly, something which I've had a lot of people say is they don't know the time of their birth. Of course, they know the date of their birth, but they don't know the time. So therefore, they find it tricky to find their moon and their rising sign, which of course we know can tell us maybe more about ourselves than our, our sun sign. What's your advice for anyone that just doesn't know their, their birth time? Well, we have a person on our team named Sharon Lair that reminds with hair, Sharon mm -hmm. Lair, and she definitely can find people's birth time. So oh, don't wow. get stopped. It's called rectification. We have definitely people on our team who can help you. And, um, you know, there's always a way. And if you want to get your chart done, you just ask and we'll help you. I love that. That's amazing. 
And what I would like to ask, so I have two questions before we finish, actually. And the first one I'd love to ask you is just a little bit about your daily wellness routines or any rituals that you have personally throughout your day, which help you feel healthy, feel happy and, and help you do the work that you so beautifully do. What the rituals are. Well, I think the very first thing is you wake up in the morning and you, you pray. You start the day by saying, this is a magical, magical day. Even if you're feeling grumpy, you just lie to yourself. And then you put on some music. I always burn some incense. I put on a candle. I take my supplements. I do my prayers. You've got to start the day with intention. Otherwise, you're not remembering that you're supposed to be conscious here. And the simple thing that interrupts everything on this planet is the unconscious mind. The unconscious mind is built to go into default of Oh, I don't want to, or I'm not in the mood, or I'm overwhelmed, or I'm depressed. And it takes muscles. And so you start the day by flexing your muscles with a choice. Yeah, absolutely. And do you do yoga? Do you do, you I swim? do yoga do you almost walk? every day? Do. I do yoga. And I mean, the, the thing is, you find your practice. I happen to live in a place where I can swim in the ocean almost daily, and I do that pretty much five days out of the week. Then there's also the practice I have. of I ride an electric bike everywhere I go. Everyone, you all know who's listening to this. What can I do to keep my energy up? It's as simple as that. Do I have the ability to matter and make myself choose every day to do something? Because if not, the default of falling into gravity and getting old and getting grumpy is so much easier. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. That is the truth. You are so right. I'm really intrigued to know actually what your sun, moon and rising signs are. Well, I'm Gemini. So I've got the air thing, blah, 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 blah. I have moon and Aries, which is riff, riff, gets all excited (laughs) over nothing. And then I have Libra rising, which is really about beauty. Thank God. I fall in love all day long. I'm always falling in love. Oh, That's just gorgeous. And my final question, which I'd love to ask you, is if you could share to us just one top tip for feeling good and finding inner peace, what would that be? I, You know, one of the biggest teachers for me has been breath. Like I have learned to slow down. Like right now, let's do it together and just take a conscious, the deepest breath you've had today and hold it at the top. And then just breathe out calm. Like I've learned, I've practiced deep breaths with intention and it's changed my life. I know it sounds, it's so simple, but if I can remember to consciously breathe, the whole thing changes. Yes. You are so right. And I love. So I make a practice. I honestly make a practice of it. Amazing. That's just amazing. And I would have said the exact same tip. I agree with you. I feel that there's nothing more powerful than our breath. That is our absolute key to health, wellness and inner peace and and good health. Breath and gratitude, I always say, those two things together. That's so cool. I totally agree with you. That's double Aquarius. You got the right answer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Deborah, I know that my listeners will want to hear more about what you do. So could you share where they can follow you on social media, where they can hear about you on your website? Yes. So my website, Deborah Silverman Astrology, D-E-B-R-A, my Instagram, same, Deborah Silverman Astrology. 
all you have to do is go to my website and I will, I honestly will fix you up with the coolest astrologer. <laughs> I'll look at your, I, I do this thing, matchmaking, matchmaker, make me a match, show me your birthday and I'll fix you up with the perfect person to give you a reading. So you'll remember who you are. Oh, I love that. That is amazing. Deborah. thank you so, so much for taking this time today. I know it's super late with you in Hawaii. So I really, really appreciate your time. Thank you for being a guest on the Face You're Yoga so Expert welcome. podcast. That was my pleasure. Thank you for being interested in astrology. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.